I was in the kindergarten classroom on Friday, and I want you to know, kindergarten classrooms are happening places. <laughs> Rather than they wanting to hear me talk about virtue, like Christian virtue, in very simple ways, they were interested in telling me about the haul that they got on Halloween. So, some of them were saying, I had so much in my bag that I had to get a new one so that I could keep on going. And I suggested to them, well, maybe you're going to have candy that's going to last you all the way up to Ash Wednesday, especially if you put it in the freezer. The freezer? Yeah, just freeze your candy. It lasts longer that way. So, you know, that got me to thinking about a few things that these, these scripture readings bring out. It's going to sound odd a little bit by the way I'm going to introduce them, but hang in there with me. I got th thinking about some of the Halloween costumes. We didn't talk too much about that in kindergarten, that, but some of the Halloween costumes that people wear. So some of the favorite ones would be like vampires, werewolves, witches, mummies, Zombies. So I was thinking about that. Why would somebody dress up like, for example, to be a, a zombie? Who would really want to be a zombie if they actually existed? I mean, ew, ick. Or even a mummy. Mummy kind of chasing you around, coming back from the dead. And I thought, you know what? Some of those costumes and stories that go along with them reflect our own fear of death. I mean, zombies chasing you, mummies chasing you, that evokes fear inside of one. And really, there is a fear that you and I certainly can have of death. Now, I've been with dying people, and, and maybe you have too. And sometimes you really do see that, a fear of dying. And really, in our culture, it's not just people who are at death's door who may fear it, but we do too. We try to do a lot of things in order to deny death because we are afraid of it. And who, you know, really, when you think about it, who wouldn't be afraid of death? Because on a natural level, unlike the world level, when you die, there doesn't seem to be anything else. And so I'm afraid to die because when it's all over with my life, then that's it, according to what the world says. And so we can develop into this hedonistic kind of way of eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow you die in some way, shape, or form. Or there are other people who become what I call fatalistic, which means death, Nihilist, which means, you know what? Life doesn't mean anything because you're going to die. So they become fatalistic. They just become uh, kind of focused in on whatever they can do right now because there's just no meaning in life. So I'll just do what I want. I think, at least in part, that comes from a fear of death. Now, go to the first reading right now. I, it, it's gruesome. So I'm not going to repeat lots and lots of things that are in there. But what you found is that the group of Jewish people 
who were being persecuted because they refused to eat pork. They wouldn't violate the law. And you see what was happening to them because they refused to violate the law. They were first being tortured, as you heard, but at the same time, they were kind of going, you know what, you're doing a lot of nasty things and bad things and painful things to us right now, mom and all of her seven sons. That's a lot. But you know what? What you have is nothing compared to what God has ready for us. And they weren't being arrogant or, you know, stuck up. They weren't being that. See, what they said is that there's something more to life than death. There's something more to life than death. And even though they were in a scary situation, a very painful situation, they refused to be mastered by the fear of death. Because they said, God is going to raise us from the dead. Not like a mummy or a zombie. Don't go there. God is going to raise us from the dead. And there's much, much more to our lives then than we see right now. Well, that was happening in, in the late Old Testament. And then Jesus came around, and really these folks were pointing to the reality that Jesus would die on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins and rise from the dead. That Jesus would conquer sin and death. And really, my friends, a fear of death and an avoidance of death, even though we don't want to see that happen in our lives naturally, a fear of death and an avoidance of death can really be a denial of the resurrection from the dead by Jesus. Now, humanly, we might not intend that, but if we're always afraid of death, then what more do we have to live for? And Jesus says, I died and rose. There's much, 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 much more for you to live for. Everything is not about this world, but everything is about the life to come. When I raise you from the dead, when you who die believing in me will come to see new and everlasting life. See, the worldview that these scriptures are leading us to is one that we may have heard about before, or thought about before, or talked about before, but it, it, it's one where, where it needs to be anchored in our hearts. And that is Jesus conquered sin and death. And we believe it right here in our hearts. Now, I'm not saying you're unbelievers at all. But this is a time with these scriptures, and this is certainly a time in which we live, where seeing that there is more to life than what we have right now is so very important. Jesus will raise you, will raise me from the dead. And it's no spooky, magic-y kind of thing at all. 
It is the divine power of God's love that is working and acting in the world and of our lives. It's difficult enough to face death. I mean, I face that with my mom. You face that with your loved ones and friends. I face that with people that I go to see who are dying, as I mentioned before. It's difficult. But I tell you what, even in that difficulty, there is hope because of Jesus. And why not live our lives, even the difficulties that we find, and I'm not denying that there aren't difficulties, but why not live our lives, even in the difficulties that we find, in that sense of hope, that there will be something better for those who believe in Christ, and that sometimes that we wait, and sometimes we endure things in our lives, in preparation for the things to come. That's the vision, brothers and sisters. It doesn't free us from this world, you know, like, like the things that we experience. It doesn't free us from that. But it's the real difference in it that is laden with hope in Jesus. People get too attached to this world. And we, we talked about that a little bit in, in, in All Saints Day. And I was thinking about that in terms of people dress up, you know, in, in, in these costumes, and you, you come as a werewolf or as a vampire or as a witch, you know. These are kind of things, these are, these are, are myths where, where people want to manipulate reality, kind of mi- manipulate the, and have power over other people or have power in this earth or have power over their immortality or whatever it might be. And it's, it's just, it's kind of, it's crazy. And, and, and people who actually practice witchcraft, it, it's, it's wanting power over, over this life. And it's not, a, it's not a trust or it's not a hope in God. It's not a trust or a hope in, in the resurrection, the, the call to heaven. It, it's just making one more powerful or maybe even secure in, one li- in one's life. Or if you consult a, a fortune teller or if you use tarot cards or a Ouija board or any kind of those types of things, it's not good for you. It's not, it's not good for your soul. And in fact, it, it, it's an act of idolatry because you're not trusting God. You're trusting the things of this earth and the power that you want to have so you can manipulate reality and make things okay to address that fear that you have. Fear in life or fear of death. And it turns into a hopeless exercise of nothingness or a cooperation with evil and being misled by the devil and his demons. See, we don't, we don't put our trust in that stuff. We put our trust in Jesus, who died on the cross and rose from the dead. There is our hope, and there is the very glory of God working in our lives. I guess this week, when I was in the kindergarten room, even though we didn't talk about all these things except for maybe the hall of candy that they had, they got me thinking. They got me thinking about the deeper realities of life and what and who we really trust and what we work for and live for in our lives today. 
So let's not fall for the glitter that the world has for us. Rather, let's trust in the Word, Jesus, who calls us from death to life and is our hope in life.